What up, world? It's your Bass First Point Guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen every day. Free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday, the only daily Trailblazers podcast. So make it a part of your daily routine. Make it your first listen every single day. Today's show brought to you by Prize Picks. Right now, if you go to prizepicks.com or, or download the app and put in the promo code Locked On, you can get up to a $100 deposit match on your first deposit. That's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Fun show for you today. We are going to appreciate Jeremy Grant. I teased this earlier in the week uh, that we were going to talk about Jeremy Grant, and I decided just to do a whole dang episode about him. Uh, let's let's talk Jeremy Grant. He's been really good, really good, all-star level good. And I want to close the show talking about whether I think he'll make the all-star team or not. It's You were listening to Wednesday, December 7th show. I'm recording this before the game start on December 6th. We're a long way away. Uh, voting closes at the end of January for the All Star team. Uh, we're or for like for even the, the you know the the coaches votes or whatever close at the end of January. We're a long way away, but we're also it's going to come quickly. It's 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 simultaneously seven weeks and seven very short weeks away. Six very short weeks away. But I want to talk about Jeremy Grant just before we talk showcase stuff. Just how darn special he's been. He's been great. Arguably the Blazers' best player this season. Um, For my money, he's been the Blazers' best player this season because of availability. I think Dame is still their best player talent overall talent-wise, but Jeremy Grant has played in 23 of the 24 games. He's hit game winners. He's had a career-high 44. He's just been spectacular. Overall, Grant is averaging a career-best 23 points per game, 4.1 boards, and a career-high matching 2.8 assists per game, shooting 47.5% from the floor, 46.1% from three, 46% from three. Goodness gracious. And 77% from the free throw line. He's averaging a career high or matching his career high 6.1 attempts per game from three and shooting easily, easily a career best 46% from three. He has been, by most measures, one of the best shooters in the league this season. Yeah, that Jeremy Grant, whose previous career best was 39, 38.9% in the 19-20 season on a lot less volume, on like three and a half attempts per game. He's basically doubled his volume and, and just, he's, he's just, he's just burning down the nets, like absolutely burning down the nets. If anything, Jeremy Grant is leaving some points on the board. Um, he's, he's, we'll talk about this in a moment, but like he's getting the free throw line a bunch, but he's, he's been over 83% from the stripe each of the last two seasons, the last two years in Detroit. He's only shooting 77.8% from the free throw line. If anything, Jeremy Grant's leaving a point on the board each night. He could be averaging 24, four and three. He's been very, very very special. Like I said, matching a career high in three-point attempts, and he's on pace to shoot easily the most he's ever launched in his career thanks to that heavy minutes load. In 2020-2021, his first season in Detroit, he was, you know, he was up there and he was the same number of attempts, just over six a game, but he wasn't playing close to 37 minutes a night. Uh, he'll probably come, hopefully he'll come down a little bit. It's probably too many to play for the whole year, 36 and some change minutes a night. But like, just, just in sheer volume, Grant has never launched like this from deep, and he's just, he's got a lot of positive feedback. The ball keeps going in. He's on pace right now to play 78 games, 79 games, and make 223 pointers. Assuming pretty good health, 
Jeremy Grant is going to do something CJ McCollum never did in a Blazer uniform, and that's make 200 threes in a in a, a Blazers uniform. CJ hit 197 once and 194 in another season, but he never had a 200 a 200 make season from deep. There's only been eight such seasons in uh, Blazers history. Uh, this is like a, a modern stat because they didn't launch threes like this back in the day. This is like a new thing. Damian Lillard's done it seven times. Uh, and, and Wesley Matthews did it once in the 2013-2014 season when Wesley Matthews hit 201. That 200 mark is pretty pretty rare air. And Jeremy Grant, someone not known as a bomber by any means, is on pace to be the ninth player in team history to hit 200 plus threes. Uh, as a small caveat here, so is Amprey Simons. But still, this is an appreciation of Jeremy Grant. He's been fantastic. And I think a lot of when we think about Jeremy Grant, we think like, it's really nice that the Blazers have someone who can go get his own shot in isolation, who can score. You know, you can throw him the ball in the mid post and he can score. And sure, he has great touch. Um, on, he's made some great fadeaways out of the post where it's like, man, he's been special. And in isolation, when they've needed him in a pinch, he's been good. But where Jeremy Grant has actually killed teams this year is as a spot-up shooter, as the perfect complimentary off-ball guy that the Damian Lord Anthony Simons-powered offense has always needed. Yes, a dude who can spot up on the wing can score on his own when need be, but if you just let him be in spot up situations, an absolute killer and Jeremy Grant has been that. He leads the league in total points in spot-up shooting. Um, I was doing a sort of a big deep dive yesterday on Blazers stats and Anthony Simons and Damian Lord and stuff like that, and I noticed when I was doing that, I was like, oh, Jeremy Grant's name is at the top of this list. We're going to have to talk about that. He's, he's averaging 1.24 points per possession on spot-up situations. That's 81st percentile, according to NBA.com. You know that no-dip catch when they swing it to him on the wing and he holds the he catches the ball above his shoulders, never dips it bu- below his shoulders, and just fires after that high catch? Yeah, he's freaking great at that. Um, he's just been he's just been excellent, and that speaks to how special he's been because. What you wanted from Jeremy Grant is some individual offense, right? Is the guy who can go get 44 when you need him against the Knicks, like when when you really need him, who can go score 30 and hit a game winner against the Suns. Like the guy who's been, okay, you're just going to be the guy we go to and like jab, step, jab, step, hit a jump shot. He's been really good at that. Jab, step, jab, step, jab, step, jab, step, drive, uh, you know, catch in the post, spin baseline, catch in the post, spin middle, catch in the post, go right hand, like give, show you all the, show you all his different moves. He's done all of those things, right? When they've needed him to be a go-to guy. And that's part of like his sort of chameleon ability has been really, really special. But the spot up stuff speaks to what a valuable player he can be if this team is whole. He's been so good, and you know, Dame's missed half the games, right? They played 24 games, Dame's missed 12 of them. Jeremy Grant's been so good of just being water, right? He fills whatever vessel they need him to fill. He's 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 stepped into, I'm going to be the primary, no problem. But what speaks to how special I think Jeremy Grant can be moving forward is how freaking good he's been in in this role as a spot-up guy. As a, and That is a complementary skill set, and Grant has been lethal in a complementary skill set. Shooting six threes a game, 46% from three and get into the free throw line. He's elite 
elite at drawing fouls, according to Clean the Glass, the indispensable stats website from Ben Falk. He's been pretty darn good at drawing shooting fouls his whole career. Um, he's in the 91st percentile among forwards in terms of drawing shooting fouls. That's fouls drawn while you're attempting a shot. This is his sixth time in nine seasons, though, ranking in the 90th percentile and drawing shooting fouls. He's always been good at it. He's long. He's herky-jerky. He's good at seeking contact. Like, you, you see it. Um, Grant is really good at getting into guys' arms and going up through them. He's good at closing down space on when, you know, on a pull-up, seeing the defender come and making sure that he gets that contact. He's good at getting to the rim and getting into people's bodies and making them foul him. He's, you know, he's he's a really good athlete and he uses his athleticism to get himself to the free throw line. Like I said, I think he's leaving points on the board at the free throw line. He could be better. Where he's taking a step from last season to this season, though, is he's drawing non-shooting fouls. He's in the 95th percentile on drawing non-shooting fouls. He's just going at folks and getting fouls. So not even when he, even when he's not shooting, just catching in the post, catching on the wing, drive. He's so scary because of that 46% number from three, because he leads the league in spot-up shooting. You got to close out on him. And Grant has been really good at saying, if you're going to come and put your hands on me, if you're going to come and, and, and foul me, I'm going to draw a foul. I'm going to get us in the free throw. I'm going to get us in the bonus, get us to the free throw line in the future. I'm going to draw non-shooting fouls when we're in the bonus. Uh, the Blazers have been, you know, really good this year at drawing fouls. And Jeremy Grant's elite skill and plus his step forward in drawing non-shooting fouls has really, really been impressive. Grant has been great on offense. I want to go to the other side of the ball in the second segment and talk a little bit about the defense because that is, he's been good there too. Let's let's talk about Jeremy Grant's defense a little bit in the second segment. But first, I want to tell you this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. You can check it out by going to prizepicks.com or downloading the app. Here's how it works. You pick between two and six players, and if they go over or under the projection line set by Prize Picks, you can win some money. If you get all six right, up to 25 times, six for six, but you could win money going four out of six, five out of six, whatever it might be. You make, you choose the wager, you choose the odds. And that's the best part. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections that prize picks sets. They got all the sports. I mostly play on on the app. Uh, and I play NBA because that's what I know well. But you can get an NFL action, NHL action. You can play college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer during the World Cup, esports if you're into it, NASCAR, tennis, you name it, you're going to find it on Prize Picks. You can make entries quickly. It takes like 60 seconds to make your decision for the day. Uh, I'm recording this on Tuesday. If you do it on Tuesdays, they give out free picks on a Taco Tuesday so you can win a little bit of extra money plus safe and fast withdrawal. So if you do win, you get your money quickly. So download the Price Picks app right now or go to pricepicks.com to sign up for daily fantasy sports. First time users receive a 100% instant match on a deposit up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks gives you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks giving you $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. That's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about Jeremy Grant. He's been really, 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 really special on offense. Most of his impact has come on the offensive side. That's why we've led with it. He's been great. He's been great. Career high in points, matching his, matching his career high in assists, shooting the dang leather off the ball elite. On the other side of the floor, he has not been as impactful recently, but, and we'll talk about his overall impact here in a moment, but during the Blazers' hot start, they started 10 and, four the se- 10 and 4 this season. During that 10 and 4 stretch, when they win 10 of their first 14 games, 
Jeremy Grant graded out as an elite, an elite defender. And much of the reason why he grades out as an elite defender is because he was, he was, he is given. I mean, he, he grades out as lead defender because the team was playing better defense. I'm not a big fan of like catch-all defensive metrics because it's so team-dependent and scheme-dependent, but there are some useful advanced stats measurements that I think give us a better sense of what of what Grant has done. And in those first 14 games, those catch-all defensive stats said, this dude is great. And the Blazers as a team were in the top five in defense, or I believe they got as high as five. They were sixth in defensive rating. Like they were really good. According to B-Ball Impact, uh, Jeremy Grant grades out as an A-minus in matchup difficulty and an A-minus in defensive positional versatility. That means he's getting he's getting a bunch of tough matchups and he's getting a bunch of different tough matchups. Mostly the Blazers have utilized him on point guards, uh, using his length to bother the likes of De'Aaron Fox, Chris Pauls, Jamal Murray's. Uh, they have given him this, hey, we've got a tough point guard. Go, go stop that point of attack. Um, you know, he's been a point of attack wing defender for them. And he's been good at it, guarding smaller players. I don't think he's great navigating screens. Like, I think in a perfect world, Jeremy Grant is actually guarding like-sized players who don't navigate ball screens as much. I think he can be really good in an on-ball role against guys who don't slither and go through a million a million screens like that uh, and then he can play some help side defense where he also has a, a lot of utility and is good is very good in that role too but if you look at b-ball impact measures you know that defensive matchup difficulty and defensive impact him and josh hart are right there one two in terms of hardest matchups and most and most uh, like versatile asks on who they guard those are the blazers two starting wings they get the hard assignments jeremy grant has absolutely been getting that the Blazers have slipped on defense since those first 14 games. Uh, they slipped from a top 10 unit to now one of the bottom 10 in the league. I think we thought going into this season, at least I thought, and some of you maybe agreed with me, at least I thought that this was going to be um, a below average defense. So I'm not surprised with where they are. Um, I think Grant, you can see his impact on the defensive end. And as the team slips, this is why defensive metrics are about your teammates. As the team slips, Grant slips. But as Grant slips, the team slips as well, right? Like it's all it's all connected. Um, both estimated plus minus, which is a, a metric from dunksandthrees.com and 538's Raptor rating, consider Grant a below average defender. Both of their metrics, just catch all defensive metrics, say that Grant is a below average defender. And cleaning the glasses on off stats actually indicate that the Blazers are a little better on defense when Grant is out of the game as opposed to in the game. His on off numbers suggest the Blazers are, give up more points when he plays. On off numbers are imperfect way to measure teams measure players individual players because your teammates matter <laughs> like um one one of the reasons that uh, Nikola Jokic's on off numbers are wild is because the Denver Nuggets bench stunk last year um it's the DeAndre Orden, DeAndre Jordan trick put DeAndre Jordan in there your center's gonna look even better Nikola Jokic deserving two-time MVP just uh, pointing out the plus minus sort of silliness um even according to uh, pbpstats.com, another uh, wonderful advanced stats website. The Blazers' shot quality, like opponent shot quality, that measures like the quality of shots and um, that the opponents get, is ide- identical when Jeremy Grant is on the floor and I, to when he's off the floor. Meaning that he probably doesn't have much impact on sort of overall shot quality. He is he has been or has regressed to after the first, you know, over the last 10 games as, as a little bit of a, a below average defender. Um, I think that 
you know, some of it, that's just real, right? Like I'm not going to, I'm not poo-pooing the numbers. Even if I like don't love a defensive catch-all metrics, I think that matches my eyeballs. And if both my eyeballs and the numbers say the same thing, I think we got to trust them. But in any case, I think we've seen Grant be an upgrade to what the Blazers have previously had on defense because in a way that Robert Covington was an elite help defender and a very bad on-ball defender, Jeremy Grant is probably not nearly as good as a as a help defender as Covington was at his peak, his first year in Portland, but like he's a much better point of attack defender and where the Blazers need help is at that point of attack and getting value at a position where getting an upgrade, even a slight upgrade at a, at a, at a role that you need is really valuable, and Grant has been that, and I think there is a perfect world where Jeremy Grant has a smaller ask on defense with the health and then reintroduction, or should, should I say introduction, rather, of Gary Payton II into the lineup. He's going to get those, those like, all-star guard cometh to town uh, assignments. Not the whole game. I think even when GP is fully healthy and ready to go, he's playing like 22 minutes a night at, um, you know, 26 at the most. So, like, you're still going to have Grant often, you know, playing a big sizable chunk of minutes guarding those point of attack guys, guarding those guarding those lead initiators. But the ask overall for the 35 minutes that Jeremy's going to play would be a little bit smaller. When the ask is a little bit smaller, he can probably be a little bit better. And in general, his usage rate in the games where Dame has been out on offense has been massive. It is very tiring to both carry the load as an on-ball scorer on offense and then go guard the best players on defense. I think some of the slippage in the Blazers' defense is that you're just asking a lot of your be- of you know of your best player when Dame's out and Jeremy Grant. I think when Dame's back and healthy and he's playing every night, Grant's usage level drops a bunch. He remains an elite spot-up threat and he can give you more on defense. I think there's reason to believe that Grant is not the like all defense type of player that he was in those first 15 games. And he's not a, like a pretty consistently below average defender, like he's been in the last 10 games, but he's somewhere in the middle. Like he's a good, he's an above average, good defensive player. I think there's enough tape, enough information on what Grant has been throughout his career to suggest that him being an above average defensive player is just real and maybe expected. He could be really good. I think he's been an upgrade there, and I think when uh, if the Blazers ever get whole and remain whole for an extended period of time, I think you're going to see Grant's impact go up even further. And the matchup difficulty might drop a little bit, but that that defensive positional versatility, the the ability to guard one through four pretty easily, and even in some lineups switch onto the right type of fives, even though they don't ask him to do that very much, but switch one through four without hesitation. Grant is an, Grant is valuable in that role. He can guard he can guard pretty much anybody who plays you know one of the two forward spots or and either of the guard spots. So that leads us to the final question that I teased at the beginning of the show. This dude sounds like an all-star, right? What does it look like? For if Jeremy Grant makes the Western Conference All-Star team, how, what does that path look like? I've kind of charted it out. Uh, join me in the third segment where I walk you through the challenges of making that All-Star team. Join me there. But first, almost almost forgot my ad. First, I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, whatever that action might be. You want to bet on the Blazers' uh, next game. They play the uh, the Denver Nuggets Thursday night, looking for three straight. You can find that there on Bet Online. You want to bet on all the other NBA action leading up to it. You've got a couple nights to do so, or at least one night by the time you're listening to this. Uh, 
you don't want to bet in the NBA. They got college football action. They got NFL action. They got every sport you're looking for. So don't wait. Go take advantage. Go to Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. The question that I have seen, uh, this was actually sent to me by a listener, shout out to the homie Jeff G, but this was, uh, this this show remains very popular with Jeff's. Uh, <laughs> that's a long, long running joke here, but but it is very popular with Jeff's. You have a Jeff in your life, recommend lock on, Locked on Blazers to him. But Jeff G isn't the only one who, who, who's who been talking about Jeremy Grant as an all-star. Uh, I believe Casey Holdall of Trailblazers.com wrote, wrote as much in a recent uh, in a recent story that, that Grant is playing at, a, at an all-star level. And I've seen fans on uh you know fan forums like r slash rip city shout out to y'all and on twitter you know talk about grant as an all-star i think it is undeniable undeniable that on a team that is uh you know a, a win away from being a top five team in the west you're the guy who's been your best and most consistent player this season averaging 24 23 4 and 3 and shooting the way he's shooting is in the all-star conversation, but boy, is it going to be hard to make the all-star team in the West. I think there are eight stone-cold, no-doubt-about-it locks. Locks, 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 locks. And like, 11 of these are are like, go argue with your mama level locks. Like, they're just going to make the team. So let's, we, we don't need to worry about it. Then there are, then there, the 12th guy is going to make the team, but you could, um, I do not encourage an argument about this because I think it's, there's a case to be made that uh, this dude just straight up is not an all-star this season. Absolute locks just running down the the NBA standings. Devin Booker is an absolute lock to make the all-star team. Nikola Jokic is an absolute lock to make the all-star team. John Moran is a lock to make the all-star team. Steph Curry is a lock to make the all-star team. Luka Doncic is a lock to make the all-star team. Anthony Davis is a lock to make the all-star team. And Zion Williamson is a lock to make the all-star team. That's seven dudes. They're locked the heck in. Guess what? LeBron James is also going to make the all-star team. LeBron's going to get voted in by the fan vote. He's he was a really struggling shooting the ball early in the season. He's been much better um, since since some early bricks. Um, he's also missed a bunch of time. Like I, I think it's pretty reasonable to say like this has not been an All Star season for LeBron. He's been good the last four or five games. Like really good again. Um, he's a very good basketball player still in year twenty. It's wild, but I think it's reasonable to think he won't make the All Star team just on merit alone. He's gonna make it on fan vote. We don't need to like there's. Don't. There's no reason to to worry about this like too much because it's just it's just going to happen. That's eight stone cold locks: Booker, Jokic, Morant, Curry, Doncic, uh, Davis, Williamson, and LeBron James. LeBron James. That's eight dudes. They're gonna they're going to be on the team. That means everyone else in the Western Conference is competing for four spots. That's tough. I think De'Aaron Fox is. Like considering where the Kings are and how much they've improved and how much De'Aaron Fox has improved, he's um, he figured out how to make pull up jump shots, something he could not do last year. You can't go under on Fox anymore. They're an elite offensive team. He's the engine of their lead offense. Fox is, you know, if unless the Kings crater over the next six weeks, Fox is an All Star. That's nine. Uh, Lowry Markkinen is in the conversation. Let's talk about him in a second. Shea Gilgis Alexander is in the conversation. Actually, we don't need to talk about them. Let's just push them to the side. Lowry Markkinen, Shea Gilgis Alexander in the conversation. SGA might not make it because OKC's record, but his production is wild. He's been excellent. Um, he's he's all star all star quality for sure. 
games in Utah. I don't know if that matters to the coaches who are going to vote on the reserves. Uh, you know, uh, voting for starters is a combination of fan, media, and player vote. Reserves are named by the coaches across the league. So, uh, Markin is not going to get the fan vote. He is not going to start via uh, via. He's not going to be an all star starter. So it's like he's you know he is a. Um, He's a reserve. I think he's been all-star quality. I don't think it matters that the game is in Utah, but it might. Like I don't. I'd have to ask around to NBA assistant coaches and see if if they think that that type of thing usually gets guys a little bump, a little hometown bump. But Markkanen is in the conversation. SGA production-wise is in the conversation. Then there's the two Blazers, Damon Lord and Jeremy Grant. Right now, I don't think Dame's played enough games to be an all-star. But if Dame does play enough games. He will get in ahead of Jeremy Grant, I believe, because one, he's a little better than him. And two, like it's it, there's a fraternity in the NBA All-Star team. Like once you've made the All-Star team, you're part of the fraternity and you get a little nod to get back in easier first time All-Stars. It's much harder to make it. I think Dame would be ahead of Jeremy, assuming that Dame plays the rest of the games until MLK Day or wherever the voting ends. Uh, then Jeremy Grant. You can make a case that Grant's been better than marketing. You can make a case he's better than SGA. You can make a case that he's been... Probably as good, I don't think so, but clo- darn darn close to as good as, as De'Aaron Fox. Like They've both been very, very good and are all-star worthy. But those names right there, that's five names for four spots. Someone is going to get left out, and it seems very unlikely that the Blazers would get two all-stars unless they're like the second best team in the West. Um, if they're third, they might have the same record as a lot of teams. Like that, that middle of the West is going to be super jumbled. So they would need a little bit of separation to get the like the nod for two off the bench. Then you got to think like are, I don't think the Kings are going to get two, but Demontis Sabonis has been really good. Uh, the Suns might get two. Does Mikael Bridges sneak in? Does a second Warrior sneak in if the Currys if the Currys excuse me if Golden State they are the Currys for sure. But if if Golden State gets a little bit better, does 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 the fraternity allow for Draymond Green to get back there because their defense is going to take a step forward and he'll be back being an impactful defender? He was bad at the beginning of the year. He's been much better recently as they've kind of turned it around, um, although they lost to my boy Andrew Nemhard and the, and the Pacers on Monday evening. Um, like, do the Pelicans, as good as they've been, does does Brandon Ingram, much like Damian Lillard, miss a bunch of time? Does he get healthy, kick ass for six weeks, and get himself into the All-Star game? I don't think so, but he's definitely going to be there. The way I've done this now, there's no Timberwolves. I don't think they'll get one. And no Clippers. The Clippers are right there in the middle of the Western Conference. Do the, does a fan vote screw it up and get Kawhi Leonard in there? Does, um, it, you know, like I don't think Kawhi and PG will have played enough to get there, but is there a weird situation where they do get in? I don't think so. Like, I don't, I don't think you need to worry about the Wolves or the Clippers. I don't think you need to worry about Brandon Ingram. I don't think you really need to worry about um, a second warrior. But I do think you need to worry a little bit about Mikhail Bridges. That would mean with six guys for... That would mean, excuse me, yeah, six guys for the four remaining spots. It's hard. It's hard. I haven't even mentioned Anthony Simons in the conversation. I think it's darn near impossible, unless the Blazers are the best team in the West, for them to get a third All-Star. So let's stick with their two best players, Damon and Jeremy Grant. It's going to be hard to get both of them. It would be weird to me if Jeremy Grant got in and Damon Lillard didn't, unless Dame is like an availability thing, and then it's like clearly on merit alone, Grant will deserve it because the Blazers, in the playoff hunt, Grant will be have been their best and most consistent player, and it won't will not be a conversation anymore. All of that is to say, Jeremy Grant has been an All Star level talent, an All Star level talent, and deserves if the showcase was a little bit bigger, if it was thirteen guys and not twelve. Um, the active NBA roster on nights is thirteen. The active All Star roster is twelve. Huh? Um, <laughs> like, 
he would deserve to be there. If there's some injury replacements, if LeBron James doesn't play because he's old, um, sure, that is a way for Jeremy Grant to get in there. Uh, if you know, if any of the other absolute stone cold locks are 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 hurt or banged up or or whatever it might be, there's a path to you know, if the roster gets naturally expanded by injury replacements, a path for him to get there. But just on just doing the math, doing the exercise alone, Grant is certainly will be a name that is considered when the coaches go to vote for all-star reserves, and it's going to be tough for him. I, I can't call it, um, quite frankly, I hope he does, because he's been really good, and it would be, you know, a nice, a nice, well-earned for a guy like him, deep into his career, a second-round pick, you know, season number nine, all of those things. Like, you always root for those guys to make, to make you know, if you only get one shot to make your one all-star team. But, like, I think, and I think I understand it matters to fans and I understand it matters to this, but like me personally, I, I will be comfortable being like Jeremy Grant kicked ass this season and I'll remember it without him getting the, um, without him getting the all-star nod, but I will root for him. I'll root for, I'll, I'll absolutely pull for him. Um, like, even if I think the, like the, just the, the math of the all-star game makes it impossible for every good player in the West and every good player in the East to get in there. Um, Grant's been great. He'll be deserving. He'll be if he makes the team, it's because he deserves it. He's been he's been really good. It's just hard to get there. So regard this is a hold on to your joy moment, right? Like regardless of what happens to Jeremy Grant when there's all star voting, that is will be at that point completely out of your control. You're not going to fan vote him in there, uh, but like it's completely out of your control. It, it's unless you know a bunch of NBA coaches, and then you should, you should hit them up and see if you can get Grant in there. Uh, if you're listening, someone on the Blazers coaching staff, that's your job, right? Um, Hold on to your joy because Jeremy Grant has been really special. So if there is a moment where you're like, he didn't make the all-star team, I'm bummed for him. This is why you appreciate the little moments. It's why you appreciate how special he was in Madison Square Garden. It's why um, you appreciate how special he was that night in Phoenix. It's why it's why you just celebrate how good he's been when he's been. You hold on to your joy in the moment. Life and joy is fleeting. So appreciate how good Jeremy Grant has been. It's a pro-joy podcast. You can tell your friends about it. It's available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Coming at you every single weekday, free on all platforms. You can make it your first listen to start each and every one of those weekdays and tell your friends to do the same. How about for a second listen, you check out Locked On Sports today. It is the 22-minute program covering the biggest news across all of the major sports leagues here in North America. Check it out. Tell your friends to check it out. Come back for tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's show is going to be a mailbag episode. If you have a mailbag question, the best way to to get your question into the show is to email me, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. The email address, one more time, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. That will be Thursday's show, Thursday, December 8th, recorded on Wednesday, December 7th. The evening of Wednesday, December 7th will be a mailbag episode. So... Shoot me a question if you got one to the email address or follow me on Twitter where I'm, I actually have too many questions, so I probably won't tweet about it. Email me. That's where you're going to find me. I appreciate your listening. I'll talk to you soon.